Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM. We are joined on the line now by uh, James Pierce, who's a, a reporter for The Athletic in the UK, also focuses on Liverpool. And just found out from him what is going wrong at, at Liverpool at the moment, because there's a huge Liverpool fan base here in South Africa. Actually, Jürgen Klopp was here in Cape Town. Was it last year or the year before? But he was here recently, uh, Jürgen Klopp in Cape Town. Um, a very quiet visit. Not a lot of people knew about it, except for the Liverpool supporters that side. But anyway, let's speak to James. James, good evening from us in South Africa. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us today. Good evening, how are you? No, we are fine, thanks. Uh, uh, James, as, as, as I've mentioned, you can imagine there are a lot of Liverpool fans here in South Africa. Is there a crisis at Liverpool, six defeats at Anfield? Yeah, I think it's fair to describe it as a crisis. Um, you know, it's a, it's a run of results on, on home turf at Anfield, which is unprecedented in the club's 129-year history. Um, you know, you have to go back to... 1953-54 for the last time they lost you know, six home league games in an entire season. So to lose six in the space of you know, the last seven or eight weeks is you know, is absolutely ridiculous. And um, yeah, they've gone from being top of the Premier League at the start of this calendar year to now being eighth, eighth and in, in big trouble of missing out on the top four. And having said that, some of the of the, of the post match interviews of the manager Jürgen Klopp, he always seems to be happy with the performance, even though the results don't go their way. Do you agree with that? Um, no, I'd, I'd say it's been a mix. I'd, I'd say during this dismal run since since the turn of the year, I think there have been some games when they've been unfortunate, some games when there's just been little things wrong. But there's also been a lot of other games where there's been you know major major faults and weaknesses with the team. Um, you know, you don't it's not bad luck when you lose at home to teams like Burnley and Brighton and, and Fulham. Fulham. Um, you know, I think there's just been a lot of factors. The you know injuries, you can't get away from injuries because it has been like a season like no other in terms of how many key players have been hurt and you know, of course Van Dyke was a big one, then to lose Gomez, then to lose Matip. Um, you know the, the twenty different centre back pairings is is crazy. So you know, the whole the whole balance and structure of the team has been affected. And and I think the other thing is you know with bad results you've seen as well that the the confidence levels have have taken a battering. Mm. You've mentioned Virgil van Dijk. A lot of people believe that's where all the problems are started. When he got injured, it was a big blow for him. I mean, how, how massive was it? And, and also, uh, James, did Jagan think he could get away without reinforcing that central defence? Because at some stages during the season, he, he really didn't seem too keen on, on getting central defenders. Yeah, well, I think, first of all, there is no getting away from how big a gap van Dijk's injury left because... It's not just losing the best defender in world football. It's he was such a big personality, not only on the field in terms of his leadership, but off it as well. So you take that away, and and it is a real void that Liverpool haven't been able to fill. And I think you know, in terms of how they went about you know, trying to trying to fill that gap, I think mistakes were definitely made. I think what happened was that. Initially, after Van Dijk got injured, Liverpool actually their form was very good. You know, it was mm. they, they kept winning. You know, through the rest of October and November. Um, you know, even even despite a few wobbles in December, they were still top of the table. So I think I think it almost you know whether there was a bit of complacency. I think also you know a lack of money being available from the owners because of the the impact of of COVID. 
Um, and also a lack of availability. Liverpool felt that you know, they, the, the, the real targets they wanted weren't available in the January window. So it was only really after Joel Matip got injured and his season was ended that Liverpool actually then decided, right, we're going to have to go and do something. Um, and went and signed Ben Davis and Ozan Kabak. But um, you know, unfortunately, those deals haven't really come off yet. Okay, if you've just joined us, we are talking to James Peace, who is a reporter for the Athletic UK. Um, also, uh, focuses on Liverpool. You can also follow him, by the way, on social media at uh, James Pierce. And he broke that story today. Well, we saw it from his timeline that Jürgen Klopp has ruled himself out of the running for the Germany job. We'll get into that, but let's play some voice notes. Evening, Toby. So I hope you and all the listeners are well. This has been from Pretoria. Um, anybody who suggests that Klopp needs to go get fired anyway he just needs to go check himself into Vescopies because it's absolutely ridiculous it actually like highlights the the fickle nature of football because I thought it was bad when Chelsea fired Roberto Di Matteo after they won the Champions League nine months I think it was five or six months actually after he won it but this, after a two-year run where they were the best team in the world, they want to fire the guy. Nah. Jake White spoke of it in his book. He spoke of this this three-year cycle that champions undergo. That at the end of the third year, it's less about opponents figuring out and more so the mentality and the wherewithal of the players. They just... The motivation is sort of lost as such. So, yeah... Can't really flop, uh, fault Klopp on this one and such. I mean... Good evening, member, your team and your guest. For me, Jagen Klopp was kind of big-headed. I can't say naive, because after Van Dijk got injured, uh, the signs were there. Because you cannot rely on Matip and Jokomez because of their kind of injury prawns. They spend more time on the doctor's bed than on the field. It should have reinforced the team in January. And coming back to the current form, the, the, their fullbacks are tamed in a way. They, people have figured out on how they play, especially their fullbacks. You, you close down the fullbacks, there's no play at Liverpool. This is Lissibi Joyce here, live and direct from Pretoria. Thank you. Okay, thanks for those voice notes. Do keep them coming. And by the way, with with Van Dijk, you don't only lose a defender. He also uh, is an, he, he also assists in and assisted in a lot of goals, and he also gets them uh, going forward. Van Dijk, we've seen that he's the complete uh, defender basically in modern day football. We'll just take a quick break, and I'll let James respond to some of those questions. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. James, there, there there were a couple of comments about Jürgen Klopp uh, being sacked. I was actually listening to Talksport this morning, and they were saying that his fourth favorite with the book is to be sacked. Is that even possible? Is that even being being talked about, spoken about? No, no, no. I think it's fair to say that anyone anyone betting on Jürgen Klopp to be sacked would will lose their money because um, his his job is incredibly safe. Um, you know. I've, I've spoken to people close with the owners since the weekend, and they are still 100% behind him. Um, you know, I think at most other clubs, with most other managers, after overseeing this kind of results, you know, you would be talking about a manager under pressure for his job, but not Jurgen Klopp, not the man who 
one Liverpool the Champions League, one Liverpool the Premier League. I think the owners are very sympathetic to all the problems he's had to face this season, from you know the issues with COVID to all the injuries that we talked about. You know the personal tragedies as well, with of course you know mm. losing his mother and Alison Becker recently losing his father. Um, so so no, there's there's no doubt whatsoever that that Jurgen Klopp will still be Liverpool manager next season. Okay, so your money's safe in your pocket, folks. And also, on that note, you've mentioned how they, they, they won the Champions League and the Premier League title, and it always seems so unfair to criticise Liverpool. Are they victims of their own success? Also, James, considering that they set the bar so high over the past of few seasons with Jürgen Klopp? Yeah, I think that is part of it, because I think, um, you know, to get, to get 97 points and win the Champions League and then follow it up by getting you know, 99 points and winning the Premier League for the first time in 30 years. I, I think they set ridiculously high standards, which were always going to be difficult to live up to this season. Now, uh, of course, no one expected them to fall this far short. You know, it is unacceptable. I think the players are letting, in, letting the manager down at the moment. Um, but, yeah, you've, you've got to have a sense of perspective. You know, it was, you know it's, it's very, very difficult to, to stay at the top in, you know, year after year, even you know, look at what happened with Manchester City last season. Mm. You know, Manchester City were 18 points behind Liverpool, lost nine league games. People wrote Guardiola off then, and now, and now look at Man City. So, um, yes, this team definitely needs a bit of freshening up. It needs a few new faces in the summer. Um, but, yeah, in my mind, there's no reason why Liverpool won't be back to being proper contenders again next season. Well, they did bring a new face in Thiago Alcantara, uh, no doubt about his talent, but what do you make of how he's fitted in at Liverpool? Has he fitted in? Has he settled there? Um, does it fit into the way they want to play? I think it's been a really difficult first season for Thiago. I think when you think back to, what was it, mid-September and all the excitement and the buzz that accompanied that signing, I think um, you'd have to say he hasn't lived up to the kind of you know the the kind of status that people thought he, he was gonna he was gonna have and the impact he would have. I think, but but again, you know, I think with Thiago, it, it's important to take a step back and look at what happened with him because you know he, he didn't have a preseason with Liverpool. He came in, he got COVID almost straight away, so that, you know that ruled him out for a couple of weeks. Then he he probably, he probably played his best game in a Liverpool shirt in that Merseyside derby in October at Goodison, you know, the day that Van Dijk got hurt. And, and of course, Thiago himself was on the receiving end of a horrendous challenge from Richarlison late on, and that kept him out for three months. And, and I think the issue has been, since, since Thiago got back playing at the start of January, he's, he's walked back into a team that has completely lost its way. Um, and he's been played in numerous different positions in that midfield, whether it's the holding role, whether it's a bit further forward. Um, and he has, just hasn't quite been able to, to kind of carve out you know, a real niche for himself in that, in that midfield. But, um, yeah, I, I just think he has to be cut a bit of slack, Thiago. You, know, if it, you would have to say it's been disappointing so far. But, again, I would expect a lot more from him in, in the months to come, and especially next season, because... Um, you know, if you'd asked me back at the start of the season what Liverpool's best midfield was going to be, I'd have said Fabinho as the deep-lying midfielder and then Henderson and Thiago as the two players ahead of him. 
Now, there's only been one game all season that Klopp has been able to field that midfield, and that was the game at Goodison. You know, it was because you know not only has Thiago been missing for three months, but you know Henderson and Fabinho have also had injuries, and you know they've had to play a lot of football as makeshift centre backs, and that that's affected the team. There was a voice note about uh, saying that maybe some teams have figured out how to tame Liverpool. You just closed down uh, the wing-backs there in Trent Alexander-Arnold and, uh, and, and Robertson. Do you agree with that sentiment? And, and in the last game against Fulham, we saw that Nick uh, Williams started ahead of Trent Alexander. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with that to an extent. I think, I, think, I think the problem Liverpool have had this season is you know, so many of the different ways in which they can hurt teams have disappeared. And you mentioned before about... You know, you're right, with Van Dijk, it's also that aerial threat. You know, Liverpool were, were top of all the set-piece tables. And, and now, you know, I, I don't, I, it feels to me like they haven't scored in the last probably two, three hundred corners that they've had because without Van Dijk, without Matip, they don't have that aerial threat. I think you're right that, you know, the full-backs teams have, you know, done a good job at limiting the threat of the full-backs. But I also think, you know, Robertson... Has, has looked tired after playing a crazy amount of football because Simicus, who was brought in to ease the burden on Robertson, he's been injured for so much of the season. Um, and of course, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold again. You know, he he had a few weeks out with COVID. Then he got a calf injury. He missed a month. So it, there's a lot of players who have had a lot of problems. And then, as we said, you know, the signing of Thiago was supposed to give Liverpool a real attacking thrust through the centre of midfield and. So, so the creativity wouldn't have to just come from the fullbacks, but that hasn't paid off. You know, Naby Keita was supposed to have a big season this season, that hasn't happened. You know, Minamino was supposed to really kick on. You know, that didn't happen, and he was loaned out. So, um, you know, there's, there's just been a lot of a lot of issues, which has which have really kind of hampered the the attacking threat of this team. And on Twitter, Steve wants to know if you see Klopp switching to a different system or pattern, uh, given the squad he has at the moment. Yeah, well, I think I think that's also where some of the criticism is fair in terms of. I think he, there have been times when he's stuck so rigidly to four three three when it hasn't been working, and I would have liked to have seen him be more versatile. And um, so, yeah, I, I think you know, people say to me, you know, why does he not at times? You know, even try. You know, he could play three at the back with wing backs, or he could, he could go um, four two three one, which he has used at times. Four two three one. I like, I like that as a system. And I think, I think we may well see that now that Jota is is back fit. Um, you know, that gives him that that option because um, you know that was a that was another body blow to lose Jota in. You know, he obviously risked him in a dead rubber in the Champions League against Midland and. In early December, and you know that that has hurt Liverpool. So yeah, I think I think it is. I think we, you know, even even at the weekend against Fulham, it didn't work. But at least in that second half, you know, he went four four two at one point in that second half just to try something different. And that to me, that was that was good to see because I think too often in recent weeks, Liverpool just seemed to have stuck to what has looked like a pretty tired game plan that opponents have, have, have thought out. Okay, great stuff. James, thank you very much for the update. And you tweeted, you wrote the story about Klopp saying that he won't take up the Germany and national team job. What reasons did he give? Yeah, I think no great surprise, really. Klopp, Klopp said that he's, a, he's a, loyal, a loyal manager and he said that he's, he's got a contract at Liverpool until the summer of 2024. 
um, so he said, yeah, he said, mate, you can definitely knock my name off the list. He said, uh, I won't be uh, Lowe's successor with, with Germany after the Euros. I, th- I think he will do that job eventually, um, but not yet. You know, he's only 53 years of age. I think that's a, that's a job for the back end of his managerial career. He's, um, yeah, I, I still think he'll be Liverpool manager for another three and a bit years and, uh, and hopefully add a few more trophies to the impressive haul that he's put together already. No doubt that they'll bounce back, I'm sure of that. Thanks, James. Thanks for speaking to us in South Africa. Cheers, guys. Cheers.